Welcome to Anything is Possible, hosted by Dr. Cliff Robertson. Over the next hour, you're going to begin to see a future full of the life you have imagined. Listen in close and come to understand that you are a masterpiece with a mission. Now, here is Dr. Cliff Robertson with Anything is Possible. Well, good afternoon. This is Dr. Cliff Robertson, and I'm so glad to be here today. Uh, I, I want to start with, uh, with a quote here. In a world where the boundaries of possibility are constantly being pushed, there is a growing belief in the potential of the human spirit to overcome any obstacle. This quote is, is mine, but this belief is the cornerstone of the philosophy that I call anything is possible. You know, when I look back at the at the times that I've been at my lowest, when I when I've been struggling the greatest, I see um, I see times where it's like, how, how is this going to get any better? How is this ever going to improve? But when I can get to a place where I've shifted my mindset and and I, and I start to think about, okay, what are my next steps? How can I begin to work through whatever it is? And and granted, I've been through some things. And those of you that have heard me before, I had a previous show called Your Life Matters. You know, you've heard my story. And I've got a book out called Transformed. And I'd love for you to go check it out on, on, on Amazon. Look at my name, Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. or Cliff Robertson Jr. And you'll be able to find the book Transformed. And you can read my story. Um, if you can't afford a copy, just send me a message. Uh, Dr. Cliff Robertson at Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. dot com, and I will send you a book if you can't afford one. That's fine. I'm not trying to get you know get anything from you, but but what I want you to understand is when I say anything is possible, I, I'm not talking about some health, wealth, and prosperity. You know, buy this formula, take this, take this tonic, take this. You know, these three steps, and you'll be a and you'll be a you know gozillionaire. No, I'm talking about personal prosperity, personal peace, a place where, you know, I set out to do this and I can, I can do it. I love the uh, motivational speaker named Les Brown, and he's got this famous keynote address called It's Possible. And, and when you listen to it, I mean, if you don't leave fired up, uh, I don't know if you've got a heartbeat or not. But See, when I think of anything as possible, while it is motivational, this is not just a motivational tool. It is a fundamental shift in how we perceive our abilities and limitations. At its core, this, this philosophy represents a profound understanding that with determination, creativity, and resilience, you can surpass your own expectations and, and achieve the extraordinary. Now, in this show, we're going to be talking about a variety of different things. We're going to be interviewing a variety of different people from, from a variety of different backgrounds. And this is going to be the, the focus. We're also going to dive into topics on, on, on leadership. And we're going to talk about uh, emotional intelligence and mental health and well-being. But today, I just kind of wanted to introduce you to, introduce you to me again and to kind of get an idea of what the whole show is going to be about. So <clears throat> to kind of understand who I am and my story, uh, first of all, just, just a brief synopsis. I am a, 
uh, veteran of the United States Navy. I served in the, uh, you know, in the in Desert Storm. I was an air traffic controller aboard an aircraft carrier. The aircraft carrier was called the U.S. is called the USS George Washington, CVN seventy three. And you know, I have to tell you that it was an amazing time in in, in the armed services. And 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 when we got to uh, finally deploy and go to Desert Storm, we we got to see some cool things. We on the way there, we went by and did the. 50th anniversary of the D-Day invasion. We uh, we went to Israel. We went to you know when we were in the in the Gulf. We did you know we stopped by you know you know we stopped you know made a port call at Abu Dhabi. Saw some incredible things and got to do do some amazing things. But you know one of the things that uh, that I never really talked about before was some of my experiences there. And when we were operating in the in the adriatic ocean we were we were operating in support of um uh bosnia herzegovina i'll get it right in a minute anyway we were operating you know it was one of the nights when we when it was really dark out there was no there was no moon because of the cloud cover and it was a dark night the the you know the sea was pitching i want to say that they they say the deck was pitching about about 13 feet up and down so when we were um you know, going through the recovery process of aircraft, they don't call it landing on an aircraft carrier necessarily. They call it a recovery process because we, you know, the rusting gear catches it, so it recovers. Anyway, um, so we're we're going along. And I'm working on final, and uh, I'm uh, which which means I control the aircraft from ten miles to the deck, or actually to three quarters of a mile. Then the landing signal officer takes over. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm getting to work with this F-14. And, uh, uh, you know, you begin with just some very simple commands, you know, you know, approaching glide path, um, you know, begin descent 10 miles, turn laps, heading, whatever it was. And then we um, started to notice that the, um, uh, at the aircraft was going below glide path. So I, so I began to talk to him to say, hey, listen, I didn't say it this way. I said, you know, you know, F-14, call sign, whatever. Um, you were, you know, below glide path going further below. And he would write and, and he would, you know, you know, respond by saying, Roger. And he would respond again when it was going, when it was when he was well below glide path going further below. And he just kept going like the opposite of the way you think that he should go. And it finally dawned on everybody that this guy had vertigo. He had vertigo. And, you know, he gets to three quarters of a mile. And just like in the movie at three quarters of a mile, my job is to say three quarters of a mile, call the ball well below glide path, going further below glide path. And um, well, let's just say that he had he he had he had to go around. And but that that day, that work that we did saved lives. You know, you you know, you, you know, you know, you, you know, you look at that and you think that, well, you know, you're just doing your job, but that little bit of, of effort made a difference in in the lives of everybody involved because because since I I kept just on top of it just kept talking to him just kept talking to him just kept talking to him uh, because I knew that this was bad and and this was bad and getting worse um his radar intercept officer which was his back seat heard me finally tuned into the radio looked out saw his landing lights reflecting off the off the uh, off the water which he shouldn't have been able to do at that place. And uh, then he uh, 
slapped a pilot in the back of the head, basically, and said, put the stick against your chest. Let's get out of here. So we were able to, through a coordinated collaborative effort, make something that could have caused a lot of, of carnage um, save the day. And, 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 you know, when I say this, I just want you to hear that it, it wasn't just me. It was, it was everybody involved that, you know, you know, that made that happen. And the guy came back around and he had his bearings again. He was watching his instruments and, and, and he landed without a problem after, after the recovery, the, uh, you know, his radar intercept officer, who was also the commanding officer of the squadron came in and personally thanked us for the work that we did to help save that day. And, the reason that this is so important in the anything is possible mindset is if if we just sit back and take a look at it, there's no telling how big a difference that made in the lives of everybody on the ship, the two people on the aircraft, the aircraft was loaded with bombs. It could have been horrific. But because we cared enough to do the job well enough to make sure that it was that it was that it was done well and done right made a difference. So when you when you look at yourself and you think what I'm doing doesn't make doesn't make a difference doesn't really have an impact. The truth is you make a bigger difference than you realize, and you can truly make anything in your life that you want to achieve possible. You know there are other stories in the military that I could share, but what I really want you to hear is you're more capable than you'd imagine. Now let's fast forward uh, fast forward a couple of years from that. I get out of the service. And, and I'm working for a, a Michelin distributor. And I'm going to work. I'm going to work very early in the morning. I normally leave between four and five in the morning. But that morning, I wake up with a headache. And, you know, I, so I decide, you know, I'm just going to go back to bed. So I do that. I go back to bed and I uh, wake up with my family, um, take care of people, um, kiss everybody goodbye, take my son to school. My little girl is going to the doctor with my wife that morning. So we talk a couple of times after after I leave and I'm getting kind of loaded up, ready to ready to go out. It's going to be a longer afternoon, but that's okay. And, uh, and I get this call from a number I don't recognize. So I don't take it because I'm on the phone with somebody else. And, uh, and then I listen to the voicemail. And the voicemail is very, very disturbing. It says there's been an accident and it's bad. Uh, so I so I call it back and I find out that my wife and a little girl and her grandmother have been in a head-on collision with an 18-wheeler and they're being life-flighted to Herman Hospital in Houston. My life just shut down that day. I, I was in a horrible place. I drove as fast as I could to the hospital. In fact, I think I beat the life flight um, helicopter, and uh, I and I and I get there, and um, my wife, my wife died that day. I could go through the go through all the story, but my wife died that day, and part of me died that day. Less than a week later, my little girl passed away from injuries from that accident. I died a little more that day. You know, it wasn't easy. And I didn't want to be around. I didn't. I, I wanted to end my own life. I, In fact, if it hadn't been for what I call divine intervention, I certainly would have. But I believe that God put a, a, a book in my path that day that uh, saved my life. And it's called Where is God When Bad Things Happen? We're going to talk about that 
talk about that more more another way. But but I have to tell you that while it saved my life that day, I still wasn't okay. I never sought any treatment. I never, you know, I never got any better and never never really got any better. In fact, you know, the trauma and the grief just kind of compounded everything and made everything made everything worse. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as I'm as I'm telling you that that story, you're thinking, wow, where is this going? Well, when you've got grief and trauma, sometimes you start to go down a path of self-destruction. And sometimes that self-destruction looks like risky behavior. And risky behavior for me involved getting other people involved. And in fact, my behavior became so out of control that the uh that that when the economy collapsed and I had helped other people invest in projects that really had very little, if any, any potential success uh, upside, unless everything went perfect uh, and lost lost money. I uh, I lost my freedom. So not only did I lose everything the day of the accident, I lost everything again. Lost my freedom, and I paid a horrible price for that. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not blaming the, the system. I'm not blaming my, um, you know, you know, my situation. Those choices were mine, and I made them. I was not in a good place, but I made them. And in, and in making them, there was a price to be paid for them. So what happened next was, I went to jail. Yeah, I did. And I was at the very pit. And again. I wanted to end my life. I was, you know, my thought process was, man, I'm I'm worth more dead than alive. Because I still had a life insurance policy. I'd lost everything else, but I had a life insurance policy. And at least that to go to help him help my family. But at that very lowest moment, I believe I had another divine intervention. God intervened. And I got to tell you that I needed that more than I needed my next breath. And he came in and gave me hope and, and a purpose and a, and a desire for something far greater. And while my circumstances didn't immediately change that moment, I began to change. And I began to think in terms of it's possible. It's possible to rebuild life. And if it is possible, that means that anything is possible. Really anything. So in that time while I was there, I began to get, you know, you know, a college degree I, I, that I had never finished. I got a master's degree and then I got a doctorate degree in theology. I I, I went on to help people. I, I, I helped people while I was there uh, file appeals. I helped people file for clemency. In fact, the very first one that Barack Obama ever signed was one that I had written for a friend of mine. So, you know, I say all that to say that from that very low point, from the, from the very pit of despair where all you can see is nothing and all you want to do is end your own life, it's not over. And truly, if you look up and look out and begin, and begin to believe again, you'll see in yourself that anything is possible. And during that time, one of my favorite passages in the Bible became Ephesians 2.10, where he says, for you are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus for the good work that I've ordained for you from the beginning of time. That's where I get the idea of the masterpiece mindset. Because if we're a masterpiece, 
which means we are amazing beyond words and we have potential beyond what we could even begin to imagine then and valuable beyond any comprehension does that mean we're perfect no but that means that we have we have such an amazing potential that truly again anything is possible now after after we come out of this next break i'm going to talk to you about where my life went from there where i went from that pit of despair and i've already talked about some of the work I've been doing, the degrees, but what about what happens next beyond, beyond those prison walls? Because you could do a lot within them, but what happens, how do you translate that into that next step, into that, into that next level, if you would? And when we talk about it, I want you to begin to look at your own life. I want you to begin to see what is your life like? And, and if I was able to do it, how much more will you be able to? I mean, I just want you to hear that, you know, you are more capable, you are more powerful, you are more able because of who, who you are and who's in you than you could ever begin to think or imagine. You know, God is so, so good and, and he's given us so many things. So what I want you to do today is, is I really want you to hear this message and I really want you to, 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 to dive deep into this. And again, this isn't some health, wealth, and prosperity talking here. This is reality. This is, this is the real thing. And this is me saying to you, anything's possible. You can do it. I believe in you. And after the break, we're going to go into what that looks like. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned because we'll be right back with the rest of the story. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. What if you lived your life, led your company, and pursued your dreams as if anything is possible? If you want this kind of life, Dr. Cliff Robertson and his guests will help you see this truth and understand what this could mean to you. Tune into Anything is Possible with Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Join us live and on demand at Strategies for Turbulent Times with co-host Matthew Werner, former U.S. Navy Special Warfare Operator with 25 years of experience executing over 20 high-risk missions around the globe. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg, a multiple Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and number one Amazon International best-selling author is a human performance expert who's been featured across TV and popular media outlets. Together, they combine their expertise along with special guests and strategic intelligence to meet the needs of a volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous world. Fridays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
you're tuned in to Anything is Possible with Dr. Cliff Robertson. If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson. And welcome back to the uh, to the second segment in this in this inaugural show of Anything is Possible the masterpiece mindset and 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 I'm just so grateful that uh, that that you're here listening and and I want to repeat something that I said in the very beginning in a world where the boundaries of possibility are constantly being pushed there's a growing belief in the potential of the human spirit to overcome any obstacle this belief or philosophy is what I call anything is possible now as I promised in the in the first segment I'm, I'm going to continue on with my story. Um, where I where I ended last time was I was um, doing some doing some work. I was I was in prison, and um, I was there because I I deserved to be there. And uh, but I didn't let that be my you know the end of my story. Um, I, I was able to get involved in some education programs that led me to. Um, a bachelor's degree and a, a master's degree and, a, and ultimately a doctorate in theology. I was, I, I became obsessed with learning, learning everything I could. And, uh, and in, in that process, I also learned, you know, how to help people with some of their legal work and, 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 and wrote some, some, some successful appeals for people that, you know, where there'd been problems and, and I actually wrote a, uh, a, 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 a pardon commutation request that was signed by by you know it was the very first one signed by Barack Obama, and it was written by me for a friend of mine. And in fact, he will be on the show um, one of the episodes here soon, uh, and I'll introduce you to him. And you know he's a great guy, great guy doing some doing some amazing work. But anyway, when uh, when I finally what you know you know when I finally got out, I uh, I quite literally had nothing. When I say when I said before in the first segment that I'd lost everything uh, twice, I had. When I got out, I I actually exited prison to a veterans homeless shelter, and in that shelter, um, you would think that that would be a a pressing tough place to be, but in all actuality, with all the things that that I've been doing to to prepare for that day. It actually became a launching pad for me. Yeah, a homeless shelter became a launching pad because when I got there, I was I was I had a mission. I was focused, and and I and I really wanted to 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 get back on my feet and and and, and make an impact because my personal mission became to make an make as large an impact on this world in a positive way as I could. I had lost a lot. I had given given a lot away. I had, you know, caused hurt and and caused pain and loss, and now it was time to now it was time to give back, and that was that was my mission to give to give to give to give. So when I'm you know when I uh, you know when I hit the ground, you know became, you know you know getting a full time job became my full time job. I ended up with like three jobs at one time, but I got back on my feet. You know, within like ninety to one hundred twenty days. I had my own place. I began working working at a local church, uh, doing a little bit of everything from audio sound to 
leading music to the youth group to to preaching and I, I was so blessed to be a part of that and and that same pastor helped me because um, I, I felt called to to start a church to plant a new church back in my old hometown so um, he sponsored it and sponsored it through the association so we were able to do that we were able to put together the, the things necessary to begin the process of planning a church and that church became called, you know, was called the Carpenter's House. And after that, you know, it just continued on. And, but, but the very next thing is it, it never left me how much that, that, that veterans homeless shelter had become a launching pad for me. And I wanted so bad to give back in something like that. And, and, and what was so interesting is when I, uh, you know, I, I prayed about it and I prayed about it and and nothing was happening. Nothing was going on. There was no, no, I mean, everybody talks about wanting to have, wanting to help the veterans, wanting to do this, wanting to do that, but nobody wants a homeless shelter in their, you know, in their city. Nobody wants that in their, you know, in their backyard. And, you know, have, after having, you know, run an organization like that, I, I, I understand what they're saying. I, I don't agree, but I can understand. So anyway, um, so I've been trying, I've been trying to do everything I could to try to figure it out and, you know, just, 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 you know, just almost had given up. And then my wife, I had gotten remarried, uh, you know, you know, my wife had, uh, and, and I had been invited to a disabled American veterans uh, Christmas party. You know, my dad had invited me to, and I, and I didn't really want to go, but she was insistent that, that we go because my dad had invited and included her and she was really wanting to, to, uh, you know, make a good impression and, you know, just really wanted to be a part of something. So, of course, I agreed. And, you know, so, you know, so we're there and I just happened to sit next to a guy that who was a Vietnam vet and who had this building that was a former nursing home that was in bad need of renovation. And he wanted to do something veteran related with it, but he just didn't have the energy. He was in his, he was in his early eighties and was, and was running out of energy to do anything. And, just didn't want to know. Just, 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 just couldn't continue. And uh, six months after that meeting, we uh, were starting. We were launching a veterans homeless shelter. He deeded the property to our new nonprofit, and uh, it became the Warriors Refuge. And the Warriors Refuge uh, became a veterans homeless shelter, counseling center, and vocational training facility. We 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 started with a building and. Um, like four or five people um, who were who were renting a uh, you know a room that had been renovated in that building, and that was about it. And we had to raise money, we had to work hard, we had to do all these things to try to get it going. And I got to tell you, truly, when you look at it and, and you think about it, anything is possible because everybody was telling us that what you want to do can't be done. They were saying that all non, all new nonprofits struggle for years to get the funding they need to be able to do what they want to do. All new nonprofits can't get grants. All new nonprofits can't get money. They can't get this and they can't get that. And within a year and a half, we had three major federal government grants. We had foundation grants. We had we had the money we needed to really be able to finish the project and and grow it and, and and pay people and really build it to something we could be proud of. And we did that. And you know, I look at it and I and I and I look back on all those things that happened. I would have never imagined 
that getting getting uh, getting a degree in college, I mean, getting getting a college degree would have been possible in prison. I would have never, you know, if, even if I thought that was possible, I would have never thought that getting a master's degree was possible, much less a, a doctorate was possible. All of it was possible and all of it happened. And then after that, I would have never thought that planning a church would have been an option, nor starting a, a veterans homeless shelter that took over a 45,000 square foot building on, on, on five acres. And yeah. You know, you know, you look back on all these things and you think, wow, anything is possible. Really anything is possible. So when I when I when I when I when I tell you this, when I when I tell you that anything is possible, the truth is it it really is. It really is. I've I've since published, also published two books. Uh one is like I said earlier, the book Transform. Uh, which is which is my story, which I've shared shared kind of a Reader's Digest snapshot version of today, and then there's the um, the second book called um, uh, Your Life Matters, and uh, that's really more about trying to help you get to a place where you know your worth and your value. And I really believe that is that is an important message. In fact, that was my very first. Uh, Voice America radio show was was titled uh, Your Life Matters Today. And if you're listening to me today and you remember the show, uh, some people still listen to it because it's still out there and, it, and, and it's still playing. And I'm so grateful for that because I believe the messages are so important. And we had some great guests on there. So I would encourage you to look that up and, you know, go back and listen because we're going to and we're going to bring some of those guests back on, onto this show. And we're going to have some different ones as well. But I, but I just want you to hear that. Hear that okay because you know i just you know i think that is truly important that we understand our worth that we understand our value because when we begin to understand our value we begin to see that there's true potential within us and that true potential within us is what really ignites that fire to begin to have that vision that anything is possible you know, God says that with him, anything is possible. And we we look at those passages in the Bible and we think, wow, okay, well, if God decides it, then then then, then yeah, he can certainly do he can certainly do whatever he chooses to do. And but a lot of times we don't think that that necessarily applies to us. We don't think that applies to the you and to the me. And and when I when I when I have been in that pit of despair, I'm right there with you. I don't think it applies to me either. But if we will allow ourselves to kind of step back from that just a moment and just be quiet, be be silent in those moments and just, just breathe a minute, you'll begin to see things differently. Because sometimes when we're when we're in the midst of it, when we're face down in that in that in that in that place in, in that dark place our our mental health maybe maybe we're depressed maybe we're feeling anxious about everything maybe maybe our health isn't what it should be maybe maybe our relationships are 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 are, are struggling maybe there's um challenges beyond what we can understand at work maybe there's downsizing maybe there's an acquisition maybe 
maybe there's a promotion coming up and we don't know what to do and we're just and, and we're just depressed whatever it is in that moment it's hard to see beyond the fight but if we will step back we will step back from it in in the military uh one of the things that i one of the things i learned is a is a place called coming to high port in other words when you're engaged in the fight and everybody's pointing toward the the you know the object you know the objective or the enemy you don't necessarily see all the other things around you but you can get lost in that and you can make mistakes and and you can you can begin to feel overwhelmed sometimes but if you will take a step back raise your weapon to what's called high port and be able to look around and see what's going on you gain a new perspective you you begin to see things for the potential that they are and 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 when you do that in life and say well okay now here is a potential answer to this problem this is a crisis situation but i can overcome it by calling this person or by simply setting this aside moving this aside and focusing on this or maybe or maybe i mean there's all sorts of things you begin to see and what I want you to, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to really begin to understand is that this requires, this philosophy requires a new, fully engaged mindset to be developed. And we don't always see that when we're in the fight. You know, sometimes, we, you, know, you know, in military terms, they call it the, you know, the fog of war. But if we step back, we can begin to see it, and that's that masterpiece mindset that I, you know, that I've talked about. And you know, some people say, "Well, you don't know me. You know, you you don't know that I'm. You know, there's no way that I could be a masterpiece. I'm this. I'm that. Or I'm, you know, I'm just a mess or whatever." Um, but I'm going to tell you, you know, that's what God says you are. So that's what we're going to call you. And you know, each masterpiece is different. Each masterpiece is unique and and incredible and you know just beyond anything we could we could begin to think about you know it's like this mindset is anchored in this belief that each person has potential to create their own masterpiece it's like we're this blank canvas you know i've got you know i love this this uh this this image i've got i've got i've got behind me that anything is possible because it's just got this huge splash of color. I mean, to me, it just it just it just shouts from the rooftops. Anything is possible, and and I love that. And that's what we that's the kind of potential we have in ourselves. We have this blank canvas, and we can and we can pour out all of this to be you know to become something something more. I just love. That, that mindset, that masterpiece mindset. And one of the things that that I that I that I find so so incredible is that you know in in doing this, uh, you know, we get to stop and think for a moment. And and as we envision our, our life as this blank canvas and all the colors and tools we can use to create what we really want. This, this this whole mindset can't help but create and foster creativity. I mean, when was the last time you stopped 
and had a dream about something you want for the future. I mean, really, when was the last time you looked beyond your circumstances and began to see something more? I mean, really, this show is what that's about. Again, I'm not trying to tell you how to get rich quick. I don't believe in that. But I believe that we can be rich where it counts. We can be rich on the inside. And that's what's important. So as we begin to go down this path, I want you to know this mindset will help foster that kind of creativity. It also will help you with your resilience. How do you stick with it and, 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 and persevere in the moment and just have this relentless pursuit of whatever it is that you have, that, that whatever it is you're dreaming about. Now, we're getting ready to go to a break, but one of the things I want to talk about real quickly before we go to this break, and all we have just a moment, is that um, as I've shifted out of running the homeless shelter, I'm now also a keynote speaker. So if you're listening to this and you would like to talk to me about doing a keynote presentation at, at your organization or association, I would be honored to talk, talk to you about that. And you can email me at drcliff at drcliffrobertsonjr.com. Uh, again, that is Dr. Cliff at drcliffrobertsonjr.com, or you can go to my website and things like that. After the break, we're going to continue this same the same message about how we can put this masterpiece mindset into work in our daily lives and really begin to experience the truth behind anything is possible. This is Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr., and I'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanese explores the catastrophic consequences of human biology and psychology colliding with our political, civic, and economic systems. They investigate innovations across the human service sector that are helping to change our course and to restore our collective social health. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanese, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to Anything is Possible with Dr. Cliff Robertson. 
If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Oh, it is so good to be back again with you guys. Um, you know, I realized we were just we were just gone for a short break, but the uh, what I mean in the in the grander sense of things is to be is to be back doing doing a podcast again because I was I was off the air for a while, um, and and I'll be 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 transparent in you know in my journey as well. After I after I left after I stepped down from the veterans homeless shelter because during the during the pandemic, you know, remote management was fine, but. Um, but but after that, uh, I, I I didn't live in the area anymore, so I moved I moved away, and uh, they really needed on-site executive management. Plus, I really needed to take the time to take care of my wife, whose health had begun to fail, and didn't know that didn't know the full full scope of it uh, of, of where that would lead. But uh, you know, the truth is, um, this past January um, through April, she had taken a really hard nose turned down, hard, hard downward spiral. Uh, and it was um, hard to watch. She couldn't hold her head up. She was struggling to breathe, didn't want to eat. And she has this neuromuscular disease called CMT. And uh, it's part of the muscular dystrophy family. And, and it, and it, res- and it, and it, and it deals with nerve endings and, and her, uh, her, uh, diaphragm had become uh, paralyzed in the process, so she wasn't, uh, re- you know, getting rid of CO2 the way she should, and the CO2 was slowly but surely killing her. Um, during that time, uh, we we didn't know what, what all was going on. We we finally saw the right doctor. The right doctor made a prescription, and the insurance company said no because it was a very expensive machine called a non-invasive non-invasive ventilator which was basically a a, a bipap on steroids and they said no that that they need we needed to try this we needed to try that and and the truth is uh, according to all the research that we had done and everybody else had done that the you know the thing they wanted us to try first could could potentially make it worse for her so we wouldn't do it so uh you know what? What was so interesting about during that time is the doctor had prescribed it, and I had I had an opportunity during that time to you know to give a, a keynote speech at a at, at a organization, and it created enough income to be able to pay for the machine. So when we got to the end, where, where insurance wasn't doing it and all that, my wife didn't want me to pay for it. In fact, I didn't tell her that I had paid for it until after the insurance had kicked in. Because after the after the insurance had kicked in, I was able to tell her that we did that. But it was just that whole belief that this was the answer and, and it didn't matter what it was gonna take to save her life. If this was going to work, if this was the answer, then we were going to do it and we were going to figure it out. Whatever it was, we were gonna figure it out. And see, to me, this is one of the keystones of this whole philosophy. See, central to this anything is possible masterpiece mindset is the ability to withstand challenges and and, uh, and and bounce back even stronger. This resilience, you know, resiliency is so, is so important. 
and it's what turns setbacks into comebacks and failures into lessons and trials into triumphs and you know tests into testimonies and 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 the reason why i wanted to share this with you is that you know we can look at someone's upward trajectory and say wow they must be gifted or blessed or or this or that and they don't realize that it doesn't always work that way just because we say anything is possible it doesn't mean that all things are always good but if we stay steadfast in the belief that anything is possible that means that regardless of what comes our way we're going to get through it because the truth is if you're still breathing today and if you're not you're not listening to this anyway but if you're still breathing today then you are batting 1000 getting through hard times you are 100 percent uh on target to get through tough times and to me that is such such a a a truth a confidence builder something that we can hang our hat on that even if we lose things even if you know we you know we can't do what we used to or, or all that we're going to get through it and and we're, and we're going to come out the other side and you know, resilience in the face of adversity is is a real cornerstone of this whole masterpiece mindset. It, it embodies the ability to persist and adapt and and grow despite this. It's kind of like when I went to that uh, veterans homeless shelter, um, that became a launching pad for most people. Um, for most people, it wasn't. For you know, for most people that I you know you know that I met there, and it's by the way, it's one of the things that led to the way that we were doing you know you know the other you know, you know the other shelter, but but for most people it became just a stopover. In other words, this is where I'm going to be until they won't let me stay here anymore, and then I'm going to go down the road and stay somewhere else. I'm going to figure out another way, a place to stay, and I'm just going to continue to kick the can down the road. That's not showing resilience. Yes, you are surviving. But that's it. You're not really thriving. Anything is possible indicates that you are thriving even in the midst of struggle. Now, think about that a minute. How is that possible? How is that even possible? It's possible because when we see the hope that's, that's before us, when we when we begin to Take that step back, like I mentioned before, and 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 look into something more. It can it can really turn our turn our heads around and really begin to help us focus upward. Even even when we are are in a tough place, bad place, and it's not fun, and and it and it and it can be devastating, and and we feel like we're you know you know you know it's never going to get any better. But the truth is, it does. It does get better. It does get better. And it will get better. But we can't get that to happen if we continue to stay in that same place. You know, I, I love the phrase that where, you know, the people say, God loves you and accepts you where you are, but he loves you enough not to leave you with. And I believe he gives us the, the, uh, you know, the push, the motivation to 
again, it takes steps out. Sometimes he'll lift us out, but we've got to be willing to, to stay out and continue down that road. You know, I, I love when we, um, when we, when we, when we hear the story of, of, of the person who, of, of the person who overcomes, and, and we're going to share this, you know, some of these stories in this show, you know, as, as we go. And, you know, you know, one of the stories that I've recently been, been reading up on is the, uh, you know, is the story of Steve Jobs. You know, I love his story. I mean, <laughs> starting a multi-billion dollar company in a garage with another guy named Steve. I mean, you know, I mean, how does that happen? Because they believed that anything was possible. Anything was possible. And, you know, when we when we look at that, and then we look at when they, they got it really going, the board fired Jobs. And what did Jobs do? Did he just roll over and, you know, and, you know, and, you know, say, woe is me and it's the end of the world and all that? No, he created two more companies he created he continued to you know even in the face of adversity even in the face of you know nobody wanted i mean his ideas and his and his thinking was 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 so different that you know corporate america didn't want it well guess what he created his own corporate structure and then apple wanted him back and what's interesting is when after Apple brought him back, the company, you know, you know, w- when they were bringing him back, you know, just prior to bringing him back, they were in bankruptcy. They were getting ready to go into bankruptcy, I believe. I mean, think about that a minute. One of the largest companies in the world was on the brink of bankruptcy. Now let's look at your company for a moment. Let's look at your situation for a moment. Where are you? Are you struggling financially? Are you in bankruptcy or or on the verge of bankruptcy? Maybe you're just one more phone call away from it all being different. Maybe you're one new relationship away from it all being different. Maybe you're that next job away from it all being different. Maybe you're that one contract away from everything being different. So what I want to tell you in the midst of this struggle is don't give up. Don't give up. Because... Apple was at the very point of bankruptcy. They were in deep trouble. And they brought Steve Jobs back. And from that moment to when Steve Jobs passed away from pancreatic cancer, Apple exploded. Absolutely exploded in growth. There were new products. There were new new, new everything. And, he, and it just continued to explode. And what I want to, you know, what I want you to, get from this is the same can be true in your life maybe you go back to something that you loved and you and you went away from maybe you take that dream that we talked about earlier and you begin to put some legs underneath it maybe 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 you just begin to dream again you know there was this song that i you know you know that i heard um, from America's Got Talent that said, uh, don't give up your daydream. Because when we become adults, everybody tells us that we need to be realistic. Well, sometimes, yes, we do need to be practical. Yes, sometimes we do need to 
think in practical terms. We've got to take care of this. We can't just let it go. And I'm going to tell you not to give up your daydream. I'm going to tell you, start dreaming again. I'm going to tell you that life is short. Dream big. Go after it. Because truly, anything is possible. Now, we're just about out of time today. And again, I want to thank you for tuning in. But here's what I want to, uh, you know, I want to remind you that I, I am uh, I am now an active uh, keynote speaker. I, I speak on anything is possible, um, emotional intelligence and artificial, you know, in an artificial intelligence world, and lead like your life depends on it. Uh, those are three of the main main speeches I'm I'm giving now, uh, and I and I love to talk to you about it. If you if you'd be you know if, if you're in need of somebody to speak at your company or your association, I also do workshops in it that you know that tie into those as well. And uh, with a with a all of it kind of has a focus around mental health because I'm also a mental health professional. So I would love the opportunity to speak to you. And you can email me at drcliff at drcliffrobertsonjr.com. Again, that's drcliff at drcliffrobertsonjr.com. Love to hear from you. And next week we we're going to have um, we should be having Caesar Cantu, the executive director of Zachary's House. A uh, foster care home. In fact, there's a long history between Caesar and I. You'll you'll hear more of, of our story then as well. And what I what I would also love for you to um, go to is my you know is my website drcliffrobertsonjr.com. I've got a blog there that I think you'll find interesting. I talk about a lot of different things: emotional intelligence, mental health, and I want you to stay tuned to that as well. So, thank you so much for listening today. And I want you to remember this. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. No matter where you are, no matter the deepest pit you're in, you can rise from it. I have risen from the ashes of tragedy, despair, and I'm not there anymore. And I'm going to tell you, you can, you can rise from it too. This is Dr. Cliff Robertson with Anything is Possible, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to Anything is Possible with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Have your questions for Dr. Robertson ready and join us on next week's show. We hope we've helped you begin to dream again and see that the best life is within your grasp. Have a beautiful week.